Welcome to the first episode where we're combining a podcast slash uh, halaqa. We usually do a halaqa on campus for the past 11 years. So past 11 years, we've been doing consistently every Thursday night uh, knowledge gathering a halaqa every week um, on campus for university students and anyone else who would like to join us. And uh, even though we are faced with restricted circumstances, so we cannot continue the haraka on campus, alhamdulillah, by the mercy of the Father of Allah SWT, of the blessing of Allah, uh, we are able to actually continue the haraka. So we're going to continue this 11-year uh, consecutive streak, inshallah ta'ala, we're going to continue it uh, through this uh, medium and by having... Um, this uh, online inshallah and uh, also we're going to take an opportunity to launch this podcast and uh, Allahu alam how frequently we'll make this podcast maybe we'll do this uh, every other day maybe we'll do it a few times a week uh, we might end up doing it every day I, uh, myself I have a lot of time on my hands now uh, Sheikh Yafa, hopefully he can make himself available. We always appreciate, uh, you know, his time that he uh, contributes. And there are many actually uh, du'at brothers, sisters, uh, people who are uh, professionals that we want to get their insight in. So this is a, basically a forum. It's a medium for us as Muslims to be able to get together and uh, spread some wisdom. And the, the whole idea is that uh, we can uh, center ourselves on the truth and from the the truth, and that's the most solid foundation to center yourself upon, then inshallah we can grow in wisdom, we can grow in knowledge and so forth. So that's you know the whole idea behind this. And um, we are obviously living in uh, probably in 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 many generations, a very unique period in, in human history. I think even the uh, flu pandemic that uh, the world faced 100 years ago is much different than it is now. It's much different than it is now, uh, just just for the mere fact that we are a global con community. We are so interconnected. Uh, you know, there is... Uh, we have these land borders. We have certain uh, political borders. You have... Um, you know, geographical borders, but, you know, subhanAllah, because we live in such a global community, you know, there, because of this uh, globalization of travel, of information, uh, it's very easy now to transverse all of these different types of borders. And uh, one of the results we're seeing, of course, uh, the benefits um, we've experienced, but now we're actually experiencing uh, this pandemic also on a, on a big scale. Uh, but, um, it's always a chance for us to pause and reflect and grow from any one of these situations. And uh, uh, there's a quote that Ibn al-Qayyim uh, uses. He says, a wise man said, a man with wisdom, as soon as adversity appears, does what a foolish man does after a month. And uh, what is that? He resorts to patience. So, uh, you know, let's let's reflect upon this for a minute. A wise man 
does immediately what a foolish man will do after a month. So many people are having a hard time, you know, coming to terms with reality, the grips of reality of dealing with this pandemic. And Muslims, we should have an immediate program. We should have an immediate reaction in how we deal with, you know, something like this. Uh, he also quotes one of the Salaf who says that uh, believers and unbelievers alike may have patience at a time of adversity. But only people of strong iman can have patience at time of ease. So now uh, everybody has to end up becoming patient. Like you have to isolate yourself. Uh, you have to, okay, I was going to plan a trip. And a lot of people actually weren't following that initial recommendation to isolate themselves or to avoid any type of travel. And eventually that policy changed. So now it's fard. You cannot travel. Uh, for, uh, you know, just a trip to vacationing or anything like of that sort. So now, because it's become mandatory that you can't do that, now you have to just resort, okay, you know, I wanted to leave. Uh, I wanted to just do my own thing. Uh, I wanted to uh, go on this vacation. Maybe the like before the pandemic became an official pandemic, you saw airline prices fall. And then you're just like, hey, this is the perfect time to take a vacation. A lot of people think like that, right? Uh, oh, the resorts, you're going to get a great price on resorts. You're going to get a great price on flights. And now you can't even do that. So now you have to do what everybody else is doing, which is isolating themselves, not because of their own sake uh, necessarily. Partly, you know, you should be doing it for your own sake, but for the community, for the benefit of the community. That's, you know, one of the reasons why you are self-isolating. And so as Muslims, we have to understand that this gives us an opportunity to re really reflect upon our own behavior and really uh, ref you know, look at ourselves and see whether or not we utilize Iman-based thinking. Do we make decisions based on Iman? Because if we make things based on Iman, then we are always going to care about the community. We're always going to care about the well-being of the community. And if there are certain policies that are placed, and public policies are as such, therefore the benefit of the public. You know, like public policies aren't uh, there to just benefit a, a certain individual, it's there for the public. It's for increasing public safety. In this uh, situation, for example, we're trying to deal with a, a massive public health issue. And uh, the question we should ask is even with patience, even with having to be patient in this type of tragedy, in this type of calamity, what type of patience do we employ? What type of patience do we employ? So uh, we have a situation where a range of people are having to deal with so many different things. Okay, So I would probably say the worst thing you have to deal with in this situation, the worst thing you have to deal with, because a lot of people, of course, are going to be complaining about the financial aspect of this. Correct? A lot of people will be uh, complaining about uh, how am I going to uh, pay my rent? How am I going to pay my bills? Uh, you know, I've been laid off. So these are very real concerns, but that's not the worst thing. The worst thing is probably somebody who's on a respirator right now, somebody who's infected right now. Even though the number is relatively low at this point, you know, we're hovering probably around a thousand uh, at this time. And uh, the number of people who have died is also relatively low in Canada, at least. In Italy, actually, they surpassed China for deaths. 
for total number of deaths, they actually surpassed China in, in Italy. And there's some scary numbers coming out of the United States of what they predict might happen. Now, that's probably one of the hardest things for somebody to deal with right now is if they're actually infected uh, with COVID-19, going through the fever, uh, maybe having to be on a respirator. Now, secondarily, you're dealing with pneumonia and so forth. So as in this stage, in this stage, are we preparing ourselves to be patient? If you were to reach that stage, we need to we need to really think about this. We need to put things in perspective. Uh, there's a hadith of Rasulullah where uh, the Sahaba described when they entered upon when the Messenger of Allah was on his deathbed and he was uh, undergoing fever and he was suffering from fever. And they said to him, may our fathers and or may our mothers and fathers be sacrificed for you, O Messenger of Allah. How severe is your pain? He replied, we prophets are afflicted many times more strongly. We said, subhanAllah. He asked, do you find this strange? There were prophets who were killed by ringworm. We said, subhanAllah. He asked, do you find this strange? The most severely tried of people are the prophets. Then the righteous people and those who are less righteous and so on. We said, subhanAllah. He said, do you find this strange? They used to enjoy their times of trials and afflictions as you enjoy your times of ease. Allahu Akbar. A person who has a high level of faith in Iman, when they go through this situation, they are still able to find enjoyment. They are able still to find pleasure in uh, in the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in their connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They're able to, uh, when, when everybody is in chaos, when everybody is chaos, when people are uh, drop kicking each other for toilet paper, and are in the throngs of chaos, we have people who uh, are uh, enjoying it this time, even though they may be in fever. You have a person maybe on the deathbed, but a moment that they can worship Allah, another moment that they can uh, dedicate in ibadah, another moment that they can uh, you know, make adhkar, they're enjoying those moments. They're enjoying those moments. Uh, in another hadith uh, narrated by Abu Ayyub al-Ansari, uh, the Prophet ﷺ visited a sick man from amongst the Ansar. And he uh, asked how he was, O, o Messenger uh, of Allah, I have not closed my eyes for seven days. So Rasulullah ﷺ, seeing how he is visiting somebody who is sick, he's like, I haven't closed my eyes for seven days. The Messenger of Allah ﷺ said, have patience, my brother. For if you do, you will get rid of your wrong actions as easily as you acquire them. And Rasul he said, the time of illness cancels out the time of wrong actions. So again now, uh, another way to enjoy, uh, to have some comfort in some of the afflictions that one may be going through. That this is a evaporation. This is an elimination of your sins and perhaps a cause for you to reflect on why we accumulated so many sins in the first place, why we were so foolhardy, uh, why we were so easily tempted in acquiring uh, all these different types of sins. So at this moment, when this pandemic in Canada is really affecting our everyday life, has made a disruption in our everyday life, 
this is the moment. This is a mokif. This is a uh, fork in the road where we should now turn more towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is an opportunity for us to do it because it's easier in adversity. It's easier in adversity. So for many of us living in the West, you know, every day maybe we weren't thinking about how we will survive, but now we are thinking about this and it causes us to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this adversity could be a massive mercy to us. It might give us a chance to start thinking, uh, you're disconnected. Think about this. The whole dunya program, that whole rat race, that whole conveyor belt of materialism, uh, consumption, production and consumption and production and consumption has halted. It's halted. Even though people are freaking out, people are freaking out and they're going and trying to buy up everything uh, in the grocery store and whatnot. Just imagine, think about that, how how even um, useless that is, is if you're ordained to get sick and die. It's like a good analogy for the dunya, to tell you the truth. Like, think about how many things you acquired, all these different things that you acquired, and it doesn't matter how wealthy you are, uh, what status you have, you're the prime minister's uh, wife, uh, you're a celebrity, you're a multimillionaire, everybody's getting it. It's not differentiating, you know? And you're seeing the different reaction amongst people. Like, you know, subhanAllah, I saw a news story uh, just today where there are rich people who are trying to buy up respirators. They're not even sick, just in case they get sick, and they have this private medical concierge services. SubhanAllah, like, this is the state you are at. You think somebody like, Uthman bin Affan anhu, would do something like that? You think someone like Uthman, who was a very wealthy uh, one of the Sahaba, one of the Ashar of Mubashirin you think he would do something like that? For sure he wouldn't be selfish like that. For sure he wouldn't. You know why he wouldn't? Because he's showing it with his character. When they uh, migrated to Medina and they didn't have fresh drinking water, it was Uthman bin Affan anhu, who used his own wealth to not uh, profit or to just provide for himself because he was a muhajir as well. He bought the well of Ruma for who? The community. To use for how much? To make a business for free. For free. So the mentality of the Muslim is different. You're afflicted. The first thing a wise, thinking, iman-based Muslim will do is turn to Allah, is turn to Allah. There's a hadith, uh, I just want to quickly share this hadith before I bring on my guest uh, with us. We have a very special guest with us, Sheikh Yafa, uh, today, uh, all the way from uh, Halifax. Uh, but I want to share this hadith that was narrated by Anas bin Malik, عنه, when our Rasul uh, passed by a woman who was weeping heavily by a grave, and Rasul because she was kind of, uh, it was very, very over the top weeping and uh, grieving, he said, be mindful of Allah and be patient. So he's trying to give her some comforting words. And she said to the Messenger of Allah, go away from me. You have not been afflicted uh, by a calamity like mine. So it's like what people say, you don't know what I'm going through. You know, you don't know what, what, what's, uh, you know, what, what I'm dealing with. And uh, she did not recognize the Messenger of Allah. And so they said, they told her that this was uh, the Prophet of Allah. And so she went, she rushed to the Messenger of Allah and she went to him and she said, uh, I did not recognize you. I did not know it was you. And so what did the Messenger of Allah say? He said, verily, patience is at the time of affliction. Patience is at the time of affliction. 
sabr. This is what, what did I mention before? What does a wise man do? And the person who is the most wise is the one who is close to Allah, who has iman, who processes what they see in the world around them in a very through iman-based thinking, iman-based processing. So he's he's reminding her that sabr. You can't say you're a patient afterwards. So like you wailed, you complained. So all this stuff is happening. You're complaining on social media. You're 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 acting crazy. You're hoarding. You're doing all this stuff. And then after a month later, you know, six weeks later, two months later, you start saying, "Hey, you know what, guys? We gotta be patient." No, no, no. Patience is at the time of affliction. Everyone will resort to patience. You know, when when you can't, you know, when you you know, it's like the a person who's banging their head. There, uh, you have two prisoners. You have two prisoners. One prisoner. Once they're put in prison, they're banging their head against uh, the jail bars and he's yelling and he's screaming and, and he's going crazy. And another prisoner just sitting there, uh, maybe making adhkar. And then after uh, one week, two weeks, that other prisoner just sits beside the his cellmate and just sits there and says, what can I do but make adhkar? Right? Because he knows I can't do anything about it. I have to now. The only thing I can resort to is be, what, patient. The only thing I can do, this dunya, my dear brothers and sisters, is a prison for the believer. It's a prison for the believer. And so we have to be patient with whatever we have to endure because everything uh, is uh, limited. Uh, everything is defective. Uh, everything has an expiry. And, uh, you know, we have to uh, always turn to Allah SWT in times of ease and uh, in times of affliction that we're going through right now. So... At this time, I would like to welcome our dear Sheikh, our dear brother, uh, the Dai that always keeps it real. He keeps it 100%, and he always knows how to, uh, you know, bring the reminders. Alhamdulillah. And so the idea, inshallah, is to make this a beneficial and entertaining uh, podcast, and uh, you know, have some conversation, a lot of beneficial knowledge. Like I said, I'm going to bring in a lot of different guests. So I'm going to bring in uh, someone like Sheikh Yafa, who is an expert on the Arabic language, uh, who's a sheikh, who's a person of knowledge. Also, he's a counselor uh, and uh, has a wonderful sense of humor, one of the best uh, people I've ever met. So subhanAllah, um, we're very fortunate to have Sheikh Yafa for the first uh, podcast. Uh, slash halaqa. So our our our, our halaqa is is a series called Shades of Glory. So it's almost an amalgamation of Shades of Glory halaqa series that we have and uh, life hack. Okay, so a lot of people might think it's life hack hack. Well, if you have life hack, if you have life hack, then you also have a life hack by default. Okay, but you got to be on the hack. So hak in uh, Arabic obviously means the truth. So we have to be upon the truth. And if you're on the truth, then you're going to definitely be able to uh, have life hacks and, and so forth. So uh, inshallah, we're going to keep these conversations going. We're going to have different playlists on my channel where we'll have lectures. So we'll have more based lectures so and then we might start uploading series so maybe a sira series maybe a series on uh the uh, the ottoman empire and different uh empires that lived in the past so we'll have different series that you know people can go on but the whole idea of when we do it live is to have conversations and uh our first few guests inshallah that we want to have in the upcoming days and weeks are people who live across canada and america and maybe in uh, UK to see how they are doing, uh, what insight.
they have in the situation uh, that the Muslims are facing, what uh, benefits and lessons can we learn from, from them, inshallah. So I'd like to welcome now on the program, dear, our beloved Sheikh Yafa, the one, the only. I wish I had a sound effect machine, then I'd be, you know, so just have to rely on myself for now. How are you doing, Sheikh? Alhamdulillah, I'm doing very well. Uh, it's nice listening to you. Alhamdulillah, bless you. Uh, it's, um, it's in such things, those who want to compete should compete, right? Um, when a, a time like this um, uh, befalls us, this is the right thing to do. Uh, keep it real, uh, connect with people, and uh, open the doors for thinking. And reflection. Jazakallah khairan for that. Um, everything you said about me is your opinion. Is <laughs> my opinion. Uh, my opinion is is Sahih opinion, Sheikh. Khair, inshallah. I'm not, not a naive opinion. I, I never argue with you too much. <laughs> I just leave it at that. Jazakallah khairan. Yes, yeah. yeah. So yes, we are in. Jazakallah um, khair for all the, for all the things that you 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 you've just so, uh, so, shared. So, so Sheikh, like um, Halifax. What's the situation with the Muslims? I, I don't think there's as many cases. Like in Alberta, we have over 100 cases, I believe, now. So we're maybe at uh, close to 150. Uh, I think yesterday was uh, maybe 129. So we're getting there. There's the first death in Alberta. I just saw uh, a news story that came out, first death in Alberta. Um, uh, there's been a few in uh, B.C. Uh, I don't know the details of the one in Alberta, but I think the one in B.C. was... A, a long-term care facility so it was you know some uh, older people yeah. uh, how are things uh, in uh, first generally speaking with the pandemic there and then mm -hmm. secondly with uh, the Muslim community because uh, I, I want to know what's going on did they cancel Jum'ah what about Salah and Jama'ah etc yeah um, um, generally in Halifax yesterday it was uh, nine cases um, uh, I'm suspecting maybe it has increased because it keeps increasing. It, it's never stable these days. Uh, no, uh, no fatalities so far. Alhamdulillah, thanks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nobody has died because of um, the virus. Um, so the Muslim community has been following very closely. We have been in touch with the chief medical uh, uh, doctor here. Uh, we, have, um, we have an imam council. We have leaders of the Islamic organizations here. Uh, we've all met and assessed the situation, and um, based on science and the fatwas that have come from um, uh, authentic sources and uh, credible sources from our ummah in the country and outside, and putting all of that together, the Muslim um, uh, community decided just two days ago that we are going to suspend Juma. So Juma is not going to take place tomorrow in any of the masajid. So this, uh, is the the first Juma, this is the first Juma that's being suspended? No, last week actually there was a suspension of Juma, but it was it was announced late. So we got um, maybe one of the masajid had full Juma uh, because they could not pass the word around. Another masjid had, um, some people had heard it, so they showed up. Uh, there was a um, uh, you know, group of people, they had Juma at the university, there was a small group of people that showed up because the MSA's um, communication didn't go out early, and uh, so so it it wasn't the first Juma, but it was the first. It is it is going to be the first comprehensive cancellation of Juma in the Masajid in in the Halifax Regional Municipality. Uh, 
Or are you getting any blowback from community members for that? Um, well, we are getting a little bit of resistance, but alhamdulillah, because last week the word was already out that people people should expect something like this happening this week, it is less. But we still have people who are not happy because we we do not, not everybody understands. We cannot say we are, we are fully in understanding of everything that's going on, but this will be unprecedented, you know, for Juma to be cancelled. Uh, well, so, Umrah, so, like Umrah, it's unprecedented. If you look at pictures from the Haram, that's mm, unprecedented, right? I know. So, yeah. But uh, yeah. but are, do you think there will be a rogue Juma that takes place? Um. So, so <laughs> so we are going to show up in the masjid. So some of our places here, the Muslims who are regular have the keys. So if they yes. don't get the, if they don't get the the information, they go they open the space. We are just going to be there and give people directives as to how to what we can do so we stay safe, maybe do the salah in a way that will will keep the uh, the instructions and the um, and the uh, regulations in place so that people stay safe. So we, yes. we don't know how, how that will be. But um, yeah, um, so one thing about Halifax though, uh, my brother, is people are really cooperative here. Youth, okay, that's good. Yes, youth, uh, elders, young ones, Nice. Um, I don't know what is going to happen, but generally that's the situation here. You know how it is. Sometimes you'll get somebody who doesn't, you know, like this is this is it. And, you know, like uh, I, I remember that uh, we've had programs in the masjid before and um, we've announced that we're going to delay uh, the adhan for a salah because we're having a program. But then you have people who they don't care, man. You know, it's like it's time for Salah. It's there in black and white on the calendar. I don't care who's giving the program, the Sheikh, and then just start giving the Adhan. You know what I mean? So there's some people who are very stubborn like that. They're very forthright in, in what they do. And in a time like this, like it's a community. It's like we're all in it together. So it's like everybody's got to play ball or else that one person can just, you know, cause the whole thing to collapse. Right. Well, well, we are not we are not all that different from other communities, right? That yeah. is one, and I think this is really going to touch people to the core of their passion. Yes. And people who are regular at the masjid, they will find very, very difficult first not to come to masjid or to come to masjid and find nobody, or not to go to Juma. It will be their first experience. So I will not what, be surprised what, at all. What do you think about the opinion of like uh, if you have enough people, like you need maybe. Uh, depending on the uh, school of fiqh, but if you have three people together, you can make jama'ah. What do you think well, about in your house? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that came in our conversation really with the yeah. with the leaders and the imams that we should let people yeah. know that they could have jama'ah in their houses if there are three. So I was yeah. making this, um, I said every so many years, the madhab Hanafi comes on top. Every so many years over here, the madhab yeah. Hanafi just keeps winning. Yeah. Winning, yeah. winning, right? It's the only thing yeah. at is eating lobster because yeah. I'm not gonna. Stop what's the, what's the Maliki opinion on this? Uh, the Maliki opinion is you can't have Juma without twelve, and according to some Maliki shuyukh, about forty, and they come with that because they said when the people left Rasulullah are standing, some said twelve people stayed, and some said forty people stayed, so they base it on that. There is no um, uh, uh, one one definitive thing that they based on the Hanafi said but, but, but I, I understand for Jum'ah the Malikis have the most stringent opinions correct that's right for, 
for the Jama. Yeah, 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 yeah. For the wudu and the and the Juma, they have a very strong opinion. Yeah, yeah. and I, isn't it also that uh, it's there? It's from coming from their school that it has to be in fully in Arabic, correct? Um, uh, yes. Uh, although some some shiuch today, uh, later shiuch, knowing that the the uh, the reason for the Juma is the is is for it to pass a message on. So they have opened that, and that has opened so wide so quickly over the past uh, over the past uh, 30, 40, 50 years after our brothers and sisters started going abroad and studying and coming back. Yeah. So in a situation like this now, in a pandemic, if you are able to pray Juma in your home, uh, this is something that the, the local shiuch and yourself uh, agree with. It's fine to do that. It, it, it is fine. It is not a necessity, but I think just for people to uh, to stay, the, to keep the connection of the Juma, because a whole two weeks passing, nobody having Juma is just too heavy it's first time for Muslims. But you know that Rasulullah tells us, and Allah ta'ala out of his mercy, if you are used to doing something and you still intend to do it, whether you do it or not really is secondary, Allah ta'ala writes the ajir for you anyway. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, so but, the people um, still have the nia, right? To that's right. To do that. So as, right? as for the ajr, if you're used to going, you you get the ajr anyway, whether you go yeah. or not. But uh, some are saying because uh, for a Muslim, wherever there are Muslims uh, in the city, there has to be a juma. So they're saying, okay, uh, this is an opportunity to have many many jumas. Actually, more than the, the ones that we we have in the masajid uh, yes. in normal times. Yeah. Okay. Uh, are there restrictions right now in the province uh, of the number of people that can congregate together? Um, I think it's it's 50 and below. Uh, yeah, not more than 50. It is not yet passed as a law, but they are, they are really uh, very highly encouraging that coming from the medical community, not from the not from the government officials. Okay. Yeah, that's the way things are right now. I see. Yeah. And are, is there anything else that is happening with the community at this time? Uh, it's, a, it's a sad thing, really, I have to say, because um, people are not sure whether to go visit your, your brothers, to take families and be together, that yeah. ha families that have not traveled. Should you let your children go out and play? Uh, my children mm -hmm. were out yesterday, and they are friends that they used to play with. Uh, one of the mothers told yeah. their child not to go out. Uh, yeah. So... Um, but you know, like, where, where, what do you mean? Like, go out in like nature? Just in the just in the neighborhood to play basketball. Yeah, like uh, maybe uh, like I don't know. It, you're kind of taking a little bit of a risk, maybe if you're playing with somebody else. But just to go out and have a walk and nature and just spend time with your own family, uh, mm -hmm. that might be a little bit too hardcore. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I think I think I think if you were gonna go to like you know how there's those indoor playgrounds. You know, no. for kids, that I would say stay away from. I actually, <laughs> I would be, yeah, yeah, even before this pandemic, Sheikh, I would not let my kids go near those indoor playgrounds. After after I saw, I, I went a few times, and then I looked at the workers. I'm like, there is no way this guy is staying and scrubbing every single ball after these kids leave. Okay, you know the little ball pits and like going... Like I could barely get, like you know, see, you know, barely kids can get into the different nooks and crannies. I'm like, there is no way, okay. And then I saw like kids, you know, picking their nose and, like, uh, you see all sorts of stuff, right? You just have to observe and watch people. Uh, uh, 
we're not we're not coming back here again <laughs> you know what i mean so now like i understand like, yeah stay away from those indoor playgrounds yeah, yeah, I think yeah. you can, I think you'll walk out there maybe with more uh, than just more that dirt. one virus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, I think in nature maybe that's like that's too crazy. Like if you're gonna go out have a walk, yeah. uh, it's it's just going out and playing like basketball with the yeah. with the kids, right? Where where yeah. families know that there there is nobody that has traveled. Well, you know yeah. the, the the families also don't dodgeball. They could probably well. safely play dodgeball. What do you think? If they play with gloves. <laughs> Yeah, I I still stay away from left left with me. They yeah. they can still go out and play basketball with, with other kids, but yeah. with, with you know yeah. But we are not the only. I'm not the only uh, master in the house, right? So yeah. other people in the house have different opinions. So <laughs> what yeah. does this is Mama a, this has is opinion, like a Papa gamer's dream, right? This 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 situation. Someone who loves to play video games. This is like their dream, because like what are you gonna tell your kid now? You know, get off playing video games. It's like this is the yeah. only safe thing for me to do. Yeah, you I know, know I so, know. It's not even video, video games alone. I think it's a it's a big excuse. Also, a a a big um. It's like it's the only thing that's available to many people, especially when people are not used to reading nowadays, right? Oh it's yeah, the gadgets, right? Yeah. It's the gadgets. So everybody is, is on their phone or on their on front of the TV or doing video games. So you that that is going to increase. That's why it's very important, I think, for parents and families to to put at least something should happen that is productive during the day. It's very important. Yeah. Yes, yeah. to really structure something in the house, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there, there's a weird conspiracy theory. I don't know if I should share it with you. Please. But, okay. It's it's kind of, you're familiar with the Matrix? Yes. Okay. So there's a lot of, um, uh, you know, this whole, uh, this, this thinking, well, what is it called? Artificial, artificial intelligence. Okay. Yeah. So artificial intelligence um Imagine if there was a computer who was trying to take over now, right, the world, and they want to get people to be isolated and not together and control them even more. This is the pretext to do that. So this is this is a conspiracy theory. So, <laughs> but, but having said that, yeah. even if it's not an intentional thing, yeah. it could easily happen because what's happening, like you're going to now get your information not by ever talking to people directly it's all through these different platforms and devices and there's you're not the one in absolute control over it right so it can lead you towards something uh like that you know where where you're because of being disconnected, disconnected so I'm, I'm wondering, we, we don't need we didn't we don't need this situation to be taken taken over right so we are already yeah. taking everybody has got their information not only in one place but in many many places on the internet yeah you so know. if there is a computer, artificial intelligence, this is what they would do. I'm just saying, if that was uh, any truth to that, but so, you so wanted to hear it. You, 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 you wanted to hear it. You wanted to hear the conspiracy theory. <laughs> so you know, if we're gonna be in pods and get connected online. Hey, look. Hey, look. Now this is a sterile pod. Now you're not gonna get uh, any type of infection in this pod. And you know you can play your video games. You can connect on your platforms. Here, you just go in this goop. This liquidy goop, and they'll stick this thing in your head. <laughs> it's a good way to get people to do that. I don't know. Did did, did uh, Nova Scotia declare state of emergency? No, not yet. Okay, um, so PEC has declared a state of emergency. Uh, Alberta has declared a state of emergency. 
Ontario has declared a state of emergency. I believe Quebec has as well. I'm not uh, too certain about that. PEI but I'm certain. Has. PEI. PEI has. I think it's a matter of a few days before it's the whole country that's declared yeah. a state of emergency. And uh, once you get to that, then, um, you know, it's it's yeah. it's the uh, most restricted you can be, you know, uh, in that type of situation. And uh, we're really going to be, like, I think the general population is going to be heavily dependent upon government support, you know. Yeah. And uh, I think, again, as Muslims, we should understand that it's not the government that supports us. You know, the government didn't support you before. It was Allah that supported you before. And tomorrow it's going to be Allah that supports you, you know. So I think this is going to be uh, an important thing um, for us to uh, appreciate. Uh, I just got this in that uh, the chief medical officer, I think, here in Alberta mm -hmm. uh, has been, uh, has, has, the, has it as well, COVID-19. Yeah, so the chief medical officer uh, in Alberta has it. And um, I believe that in uh, Saskatoon uh, the, the, or Saskatchewan, they have a state of emergency declared. So, 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 so if you watch it, the, the, it, it's, it's very, it's very, it's a usual thing in, in, in pandemics and epidemics, in fact, even that uh, the people who are in the front line uh, that they are not always uh, secure, right? So yeah, they're it, the yeah. they're the first ones affected. Yeah, they're actually yeah. at the most high risk group. That's is right. Those people that are on the front lines, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I was I was surprised that more airline staff. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'm hearing about a few now that are coming mm -hmm. out, mm -hmm. but they were, you know, if anyone was going to get it, I was assuming that you were going to get a massive number. I think every. Uh, person uh, you know who's who's involved in the transportation industry should get tested not because just to eliminate that as a cause because again you can be a carrier you don't know it yeah, you know that's true so, yeah what i heard though out of ontario uh, some of the duat and shiuch is that uh there was a week ago a a um a difference of opinion between the um the juma and the jama'ah the daily jama'ah Okay, so many of them are saying, hey, this is going overboard if we uh, restrict, like, you know, the people to come for daily congregational prayers, mm -hmm. you know. But again, you can get dozens or even hundreds of people that might come, especially in a time like this where you're isolated. Everyone's kind of on holidays from work, you know, or they're they're laid off from work. So yeah. you could get a huge number of people also coming to the, uh, the masajid. And then, you know, you're making wudu and the virus is going mm -hmm. to last longer in wet, these wet services and can mm -hmm. transmit more so in, in a wet environment. Yeah. So I think that may also have been modified. But I know under a week ago, there were some people who were really resistant about uh, the daily Salah and Jama'ah, you mm -hmm. know. And uh, I think, you know, you, you tell me what you think. I, I feel that at this moment, until you can stabilize the numbers, these extreme measures for the community is necessary. You know, it's necessary. Because to tell you the truth, Sheikh, you know what the most ideal scenario for an individual is? Mm -hmm. Do you know what the most ideal scenario for an individual is? Mm -hmm. Is not to be saved from infection, but to get infected and then go through the infection and survive. That's actually the most ideal situation for an individual, right? Yeah. 
Because mm-hmm. if you think about it, a month from now, two months from now, a year from now, that virus will still be around. Yeah. So if if you've isolated if you've isolated yourself and you're protected from all of these things and you didn't get the virus, when you come out of your hole, your hibernation, your bunker, you still got to deal with that virus. Maybe not. Do you understand what I'm saying? Maybe like, not. Well, that's that's in the hope that uh, if there is uh, a uh, vaccine and even with a vaccine that has limited use as well and what if it mutates et cetera, et cetera, right like there's the inf- there's you get you can get vaccinated for the flu you can still get the flu you know what i mean True. Yeah. so uh but you the most ideal situation for an individual for an individual is to actually be infected and recover because then okay now i can just do whatever i want you understand what but, i'm saying but, but, but that's with the assumption that everybody is going to be is going to be infected Pardon? Are you saying everybody's going no, to? No, no. I'm saying I'm, I'm saying for the individual. That's the most yeah. ideal scenario for for the individual. But that's not ideal for the community at this point. Right. Yeah. Why? Because your healthcare system. If all the individuals are infected, or too great a number of a threshold of individuals are affected or infected, mm-hmm. then the healthcare system cannot yeah. cope with that. Yeah. It's too, and and and. So, so that's so you can see that the ideal situation for the individual is mm-hmm. not necessarily the communal ideal situation, because right now we need time, we need time, and we need people for it to slow down so that you can manage the people that are most at risk and whatnot. You know, so I, I think that's because the reason why I bring this up, Sheikh. The reason why I bring this up is that you know people are going selfish and they're very individualistic and they're kind of they're very scared. They're, it's like they're running for their lives and they don't know what to do. So they're buying toilet paper and uh, it's irrational. All sorts of things that are happening. Why are you know? people buying toilet paper? And seriously, Achi, uh, yeah. it was a big surprise for me because I was going for rice. Yeah. Right. We were going all over the place looking for rice and, and we can't find toilet papers anywhere. But we we're not looking for yeah. them. It's like the aisles are empty. The shelves are empty. Toilet papers. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I think I you know, know what I did. You know what I did, Sheikh, when I saw the aisles were empty? Mm. I just went to the garden section. I just got myself a brand new lota. That's all you need. I'm like, okay. See, they don't know about the garden section, Sheikh. <laughs> yeah, they People know. don't know about the garden section. <laughs> you go to the garden section, the spout is too big. You do a sawed-off lota. You know, you just yeah. do a sawed-off lota. Yeah. You get the saw. I- and- <laughs> So, so, so here's here's something that very interesting. Yeah. Sorry for, for cutting yeah. you up. I was talking to somebody, a friend of mine, who's a non-Muslim. I told them about the use of water for clean for for for, for cleaning oneself, and this yeah. person was very impressed by it and said, "You need to make a video." The only reason, but I said, uh, "Listen, <laughs> listen, I don't want to go viral that way." So, <laughs> Right, and I don't know how to employ cartoons, but yeah, I'm thinking yeah. about it. <laughs> Where, okay, can you show me on the doll, Mr. Yafa, how you utilize this lota? You know, <laughs> you can do it, uh, you yeah. know. <laughs> so, but yeah. but but this person was very serious and said, yeah, said it really could could give people some 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 idea of how to freshen yourself yeah. without really worrying too much too much about you know. Yeah. Um, the 12 paper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
No, it, it's um, it's one of those things, uh, Sheikh. That again, this is a blessing from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. You know yeah. that we have guidance on istinja, on keeping ourselves clean, and uh, in in all seriousness, like you know, because I joke, I was joking about this before too, about uh, you know, people are. They're 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 just trying to cover end to end. So they're buying all these canned beans. And now when you've consumed all these canned beans, you need to deal with it with toilet paper, you know? Yeah. So uh but jokes aside, what I find, Sheikh, is like in times of turmoil, how do people behave? It reveals a lot about who you are. You know? And so, for example, if I have been a person raised on capitalism as my deen. So the pursuit of the individual. What can I as an individual do to please myself, to make myself content? And I've been taught the best way to do that is materially. The best way to do that materially. So now, when I go through a crisis like this, because I'm programmed to turn to materialism, because I'm turned to program to consumption, uh, you know, pleasing myself as an individual, I'll go to the supermarket and I'll buy up all this toilet paper because we, you know, for frankly speaking, that's something that's easy to buy for anyone, especially if you're a poor or you know, like you don't have that much of an income. Okay, so for example, rich people, as I mentioned before, rich people, what are they doing? They're flying off on a private jet to their mm -hmm. summer home in the Hamptons, mm -hmm. and they're setting up private medical carts. And they're having, uh, they have a membership to these private medical concierge facilities. They're buying up respirators. They're not buying up toilet paper, Sheikh. Yeah. They're buying what, what is at their level, okay? Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. is at the level of the average ordinary citizen. I am doing something to soothe myself. By having a mountain of toilet paper to look at, I feel better. I've done something to process and deal with this adversity, with this calamity. Okay. Yeah. And some people are like buying up, you know, meat or whatever. So they're thinking about themselves as an individual. Now, for 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 somebody who's a, uh, I would say, iman-based thinking, then if I'm buying, say, if I, I see a scarcity of an item, maybe I should go and buy like, or maybe I'm buying a pack of toilet paper for myself. Maybe buy a pack of toilet paper for my neighbor, for somebody else, or whatever. Right? We we should think in a different way. Uh, we just contacted our neighbors recently uh, when we were going to the grocery store. Hey, do you need anything? You know, and you know, just before we were leaving and and, and whatnot. But that's unfortunately, I feel a byproduct of the culture. Yeah. It's about individualism, and it's not just to, with, with toilet paper, Sheikh. Uh, in a crisis like this, in a crisis like this, I want you to think about how people are thinking. How people are thinking. What what is their thought about humanity? Uh, I went to an out uh, out uh, outdoor uh, store a few days ago. Maybe it was almost a week ago. Uh, you know, uh, to pick up a few supplies. Like I wanted to get some in case like we have power shortages. I wanted to get some candles, you know, matches and things like that. Right. It's a good idea to keep it on hand uh, as part of your home kit. You know. So I was talking to the attendant or the clerk. He said that the probably the busiest section. So we have probably ninety plus percent of our customers are in the gun section. So yeah. gun sales are off oh. the charts, and the ammunition that's being purchased is buckshot. Okay, so buckshot is for like heavy game. 
Okay, it's for like if you want to stop somebody or kill somebody, use buckshot. If you uh, are doing target practicing or hunting birds, it's like birdshot. Okay, so people are literally loading up on 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 human killing ammunition and just buying up the gun store. Okay, and the reason just, because they want to protect um, their their belongings in case there is a rampage, so that uh, somebody paper. wants to take their toilet paper, they can shoot them. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. This is this is how people are thinking right now. It's yeah. like I gotta get mine and I have to protect myself. Yeah, yeah. The see you see the the difference in uh, how we should behave as a community. So for example, I'll, uh, like if we look at the example of Omar bin Al Khattab anhu, when he knew that the community was suffering, they didn't have when they were going through the drought, mm -hmm. and there was a huge food food shortage in the Hejaz. He he stopped eating meat. He stopped mm -hmm. eating meat because the average person is not eating meat. Yeah. You he understand what I'm saying? Of theft, yeah. You, you, yeah, and he uplifted the punishment. He controlled the prices in the market because so that it was be reasonable for people. When they brought him sweets from Azerbaijan, he said, does the average person in Azerbaijan able to enjoy these sweets? It's like, no, it's for you know rich people. It's like, I don't want it. Yeah. You know? So, you know, that, that whole idea of what we should do in a situations like this, we, we need to turn to our dean because if we look at what others are doing, that's not necessarily the best example. And the thing is, um, what keeps you healthy? Sometimes when these things happen, what actually uh, punishes people and torments them is the worry. So what actually uh, keeps you healthy is trying to find ways to serve other people. So when you find ways to serve other people, really, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes care of you. Because like the Prophet sallallahu said, When you employ yourself in the business of somebody in, in order to help them, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala employs his power to help you. So we should always remember that, not to go, too, not to go selfish at times like this. It's not that you cannot take care of yourself, but know that your own being is completely, you know, uh, 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 in, in connection with what, whatever is around you and whoever is around you. So this is the kind of thinking we should take along with ourselves. So I want to ask you, if what advice would you give, especially our 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 youth this time, right? A few, few things, one or two or three things that really you need to, it, either the way you, you need to think uh, your mentality at this time or your action, right? Mm. You know, you know, Sheikh, um, and I want to get you. I, I need to get more wisdom from you than than I can share. But I, I feel circumstances and situation and adversity like this, it does two things. It reveals who you are, but it also gives you a path to who you can become. You understand what I'm saying, Sheikh? Perfectly. Sometimes a situation like this can reveal who a person is so they can see whether they're a coward, whether they're selfish, whether they're courageous, uh, whatever, whether, you know, some people process stuff like this. I see uh, people who are making fun of everything mm -hmm. and because that's how they're processing it. They need to make it humorous for mm -hmm. them to be able to deal with it. Mm -hmm. So it reveals who you are as a person. OK, yeah. but at the same time, circumstances can give us a chance to really um, become through this situation mm -hmm. uh, something better. Yeah, right. You can take advantage of this situation, and and a person can now use it as a reminder to turn to Allah. They can use it as a way of reflecting because hey, now 
uh, before maybe you had an excuse. You know, you were at work, school, home, job, work, school, home, job, uh, you know, and it's just a cycle. Everything's on pause. Maybe now this adversity, you can sometimes heroes who were average people. They were average people. They were average uh, Amina and Muhammad in, a, in their life. They can become the person that they always felt that they could be. They always felt that they could dream of being one day. That they by going through this type of circumstance, you know, going by this type of hardship, we've seen it, you know, situationally. You know, a person they lose a the, the, uh, a father or they lose their parents, and they grow up to be because of that situation. They step up, they take on roles and responsibilities they never would have imagined. But because of the situation, now they have the chance to do it. Now this book that you felt okay, I should be reading the Sira book. Now you have the chance to read the Sira book. Uh, I never regularly read the Quran. Maybe in Ramadan I was be reading the Quran. Now I have a chance I can regularly read the Quran. Because, uh, yeah, and I think you got to be focused. You definitely have to be focused in, in, in this type of situation. Because everyone's in the sense of isolation. Don't do the same thing that you did yesterday. Mm. This happened, Sheikh, for a reason. We believe in the Qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This happened for a reason. And it's giving you an opportunity to become a better person. You know, the scholars, uh, they say uh, uh, isolation, uzla. So in, in, in the, uh, as, as you're well aware, you know, to be isolated or isolating yourself, uzla. They say to have it beneficial, to have a beneficial isolation, you need two things. You need alm and you need zuhud yeah. for that isolation to be beneficial. So they say that Uzla uh, without the ayn from ilm is zalla. It's a mistake. Yeah. And they say that uzla without the zay from zuhud is illa. It's a de defect. It's defective. So wh what does that mean? Means that when you're isolating yourself, you need to have knowledge of what is the best way to isolate yourself in. What what? Because you could isolate yourself and you're doing haram online, doing things haram that are that are online. You're wasting things time on social media. So when you're having a, a situation, so much time at home, make a schedule, make a schedule, have a plan for the day, be your own boss. All your and it's difficult because all your life people have told you exactly what to do and when to do it. Okay, you need to get up for school at this time. This is what you're going to do in school. That's why it's very hard for people to schedule for themselves when they when they're going to school and then they go from one institution to the next. So they go from school to the corporate institution and then the, their job tells them be at work at this time, leave at this time. And this is what you're going to do at work. And so 80 percent of their schedule has already been dictated to them since they were born. And now when you're at home alone, uh, maybe just your family members. Uh, that's going to be a big transition, but you have to have knowledge that unless you make a plan for the day, uh, you make a program for yourself, there's going to be an immense amount of wastage of that day. You're going to waste your day. You might binge on Netflix. Uh, you might play video games all day. Uh, you, you could do all sorts of different things, but make a program. What is going to be a way I can get benefit out of this experience, right? So have knowledge of what is the best way you can spend your time in this isolation and build your knowledge. Okay, so increase yourself in an ilm in beneficial ilm. Of course, the knowledge of the deen is the like nowadays. You have so many beautiful Islamic books. 
available for free online in PDF form. So there's no excuse. It's not like I have to go to a bookstore. I have to order it. Money is tight. Right now, you can go and you can just read so many different types of books. Okay, Go to Kalam Allah and just download whatever book you want. There's like uh, series. There's uh, books on Sira. There's whatever. So I'm, you need to really have beneficial knowledge in this uh, when you're isolated and know what is the ben most beneficial way to isolate yourself. The second thing uh, when they say zuhud is that when you're isolating yourself, understand that the best isolation is when you disconnect yourself from materialism, the dunya, and connect yourself to Allah. Because a person could isolate themselves, right, Sheikh, and go on Instagram, okay, and just you know see all these what these different Instagram influencers are doing, or just you know watch all sorts of different videos and clips, YouTube, Netflix, and so forth. But take this opportunity to disconnect from the dunya and connect to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. You understand what I'm saying, Sheikh? Like oh, definitely. Support for uzla for this isolation to be beneficial for the individual you tell me sheikh like when we look at it, even linguistically clinging to the dunya even linguistically and from a sharia perspective why is that such a uh pipe dream why is that such a pipe dream to just cling to the dunya sheikh you tell me well well it is it, it, it's not something that's that that's going to last right anything if you look if you look, um, um, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lift all of us. If you look behind you after the after the after using the bathroom or when you when you pull, take your garbage out, that is the dunya. It's just it's just showing you how it re recycles itself. It comes in, in in nice packages that we get get from the stores, and that's the way it ends. And we and ourselves, this is the way we're going to end. So it's very very important. I'm very um uh, the way you explained. The 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 is 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 really it's really important for people to understand it because we uh, actually we have a lot of Uzla now because everybody is on their phone even when two people are sitting in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and the Sahaba when if, if you see somebody is quiet and they are not talking to you it's because they are praising Allah but mm. today if you see somebody is is, is quiet they are not talking to you it's because they are trying to see how they are doing on 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 social media or how somebody else is doing. Is right? isn't it isn't it so insulting, Sheikh? Like that you give preference to somebody who's not in your presence. Okay, yeah. so a person's in your presence right in front of you. you yeah, give, yeah. It's, it's like saying, "Hey, listen, on my priority list, even though mm. you're in front of me physically, yeah, uh, you know, one one second, one second, you know, yeah. like I understand people do a lot of business and whatnot. I think there should be etiquette. Like if you have to really deal with something." Say, like, can I have your permission? Can you excuse me? I just need to deal with something. I still yeah. think we should normalize this. Uh, you know, like, uh, one thing, one minute. You know what I mean? Uh, 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 you know what I mean? Give, like, at least say, can you let me deal, yeah. you know, with this? You know, yeah. uh, and then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a sad situation we are in right now. So using, uh, it's, I think it's a time of, so what you said, it's really a reflective statement reflective statements you make there because we have that time the 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 introduction of the individual phone shows that people really do have time in their hands it's just how they use it mm. so this is to say um when you're sitting uh, use the time use the time rasulullah used to sit with sahaba 
and they will catch him saying astaghfirullah like like 70 times mm. uh, that is that is his silent is his silent times so it's very very important for us and and this is the time also when we are scared of what is going to happen and and we are so apprehensive why don't you resort uh, like you said in your in your introduction to to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala why don't you read qul a'udhu rabbil falaq you know al falaq mm. means the opening and think of that opening and bring the meaning of the surah into your life why don't you read qul a'udhu rabbil nas if you are afraid why don't you read qul Allah because the fear is putting us one of the reasons why we should be afraid is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to resort to him when we are afraid so mm. if you are scared resort to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you resort to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you come out of that with with increased iman very very important and i just want also my brothers to know that um we we can't alarm ourselves too much uh, with with this situation because rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said to us he told uh, ibn abbas he said wa'lam anna al-ummata la wajtamat know that if the all of the ummah were to gather in order for them to benefit you with something they will not benefit you except with something allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written for you and they mm. and vice versa if they want to do something wrong to you they can't accept what allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed for you so and Sheikh, we see that uh, we see that uh, that hadith i think is so powerful when we just observe the world around us how many mm. you know kings how many uh, uh, you know tyrants how many celebrities they had unlimited resources that's right. they have a legion of fans and no even they would have people who would give their life for them they can't do it they can't, they can't save themselves they can't they can't save themselves sheikh yeah. you know and then you have people that you would think okay this is the most poor person nobody can save them uh they have no protection and because allah wills it no harm you know came to them and they were protected and they were able to go through yeah. uh their tribulation yeah yeah i think that that hadith is powerful yeah. it's a powerful hadith and as muslims i think if we if we develop that quality of of assuring ourselves of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's presence and his protection and his mercy we can share that with our brothers and sisters who are thinking of it only materially but if we are all what if we are the first materialistic people and we are the one that are worried uh, more than everybody else then we have nothing to give we have nothing to give really you know allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us uh, i i wholeheartedly uh, agree sheikh and uh, you personally how are you feeling how are you doing how's your family during this any any uh, you know uh, pragmatic also uh, tips uh, that you have uh, that so, we can deal with so so akhi i think um so i will i will leave everybody to really think very seriously within their own situation i was telling my children this morning i said um i said each of you think of what you want to achieve uh during this time because you have to come out of this with something so the people who think now are the people who are going to be ahead later mm. on if you don't use this time and you you don't take advantage of it you take it for granted then you come out of it finding yourself exactly where you left yourself before it happened uh but i told them okay this is my plan for you but but get your own plan for yourself i think if you have time in your hand um every day have some quran read some quran every day that is a huge thing allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings baraka in your house he brings baraka in into into your life and your ajr increases put quran and try to come out of this with something maybe that you are weak at that you strengthen yourself in and try to connect 
with your with your relations, your parents, and families should come together and have more time together and try to put the gadgets away for at least so many times, so many instances during the day, maybe eat together if you are not used, mm -hmm. used to it. You come out of this stronger family, you come more learned person. Uh, the, the, the education that really you will enjoy is the one you teach yourself, that the, the one that is not scheduled for you. Sometimes mm -hmm. those are the things that actually sustain you later in life, right, than the ones yeah. that sit in class and learn through curriculum. So I agree. Uh, yeah, subhanAllah. That's true. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us. May Allah help us. Uh, Do you guys yeah. have any family activities that you've been doing? So so we 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 in the every morning we sit, we we, we do tafsir, we we uh we particularly yes. choose certain ayats in the Quran. Right now we're reading Surah Nisa and how Islam empowered women and uh, and and the mirath and and that knowledge and how it's lost but how you you share and so on and so forth so that's where we are now we started in baqarah we came ayat here ayat here so we do that and um uh we we try to uh i tell i tell the kids to get something get a book at least finish your book and uh what we want is everybody will read the book and share with us uh oh, sometimes nice. today you know yeah so and you learn you know what you can learn a lot from your kids uh yeah. i was surprised um from my daughter she knew so much about black history because we started uh watching you know this malcolm x documentary yeah uh, who really killed malcolm x mm -hmm. and uh so they talk a lot about black history and you know the background about malcolm x and i was shocked to how much she knew about black history she started all these facts you know, like, uh, she's a genius you know <laughs> Mashallah. i was like man you know so much about black history right it's like this underground yeah. activist you yeah. know what i mean yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so that's that's a good thing so i was telling my children today i said i want them to learn how the arabic language works especially yeah. the verbs so that i'm going to see if if they will get that yeah. uh from me because uh, i told i told them i said if you don't get it from me that's it, you'll never get it. Because I can explain to you so nicely, if you don't get it, it means there's some blockage up there. So yeah. that's the joke I made with them. So that's my plan for them, but I told them also to pick their own plan. But, so the reason I'm sharing it is if, if we all say it, we make the knee here, we do the trial. And so you succeed or you fail, but if you put the effort, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may give, give you something out of it. And we don't know yeah. when this is gonna end. Uh, this might be the new normal, not exactly the isolation, uh, but when we go out there, there will be uh, a lot of changes. So yes. whoever uses it wisely is the one who is going to come out on top. How, how's your family in West Africa? They are fine. They're doing well. One uh, of my cousins traveled, and he's a big man. So people visit him. He traveled. He landed in, in, in Guinea, West Africa, two days ago. And I was just writing to him a very long email today to take precautions. He's a well-educated and uh yeah so that's a little scare for 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 them because he came from france where he would not even go to the restaurant at, at his hotel they would bring room service right and then he was able to get home otherwise uh, our family members are all safe alhamdulillah and um the are they taking are like uh are they taking precautions are they doing policy to what we're yes. similar to what we're doing here yes yes maybe not as uh, because the cases are not too many but uh, the government is announcing whatever cases there nigeria has few cases i think senegal has few cases 
Some people have recovered. Ghana has few cases. Uh, the ones that have more cases in Africa, Algeria and Egypt, and uh, Democratic Re Republic of Congo, these yeah. have the higher cases. West Africa, few here and there. Uh, but it's increasing slowly, but it's there. But no, fatal no fatalities so far. May Allah SWT protect them and everybody. Because you know what they're saying? They're saying that the next big explosion to happen is going to be in Africa and South America because they've had relatively low numbers that they've at least reported or and what they've dealt with. Mm. But um, uh, what is your thoughts on that? Do you I, I, think I, it's going to, like... Uh, so because first, because we know, like, for example, in Europe, it's going crazy. Italy, obviously, the worst death surpassed China. Mm -hmm. um, in U.S., uh, I don't know how accurate this is, but this is from their public health officials. They're saying that they're talking about hundreds of thousands, if not millions of deaths in the United States uh, that, that they're possibly predicting. And yeah. these obviously, these European countries... Mm. And obviously, the richest country in the world, America, have such a high level of infrastructure and uh, wealth to deal with it. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen in Africa and yeah. South America, you know, the, some of these more impoverished areas, you know, developing countries? Yeah. So so my 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 assumption, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows, knows best, is that uh, it, it will not be as as it is here until when until they open the borders because now that they have closed the borders and uh, there is there is a level of awareness i think the governments are trying to control to control it because my own cousin that landed 2 days ago i talked to him today he said he's under government surveillance for the next okay. 2 weeks so this is what he told me and do they have already some policies in place with past outbreaks like ebola so yes, they, they have some experience. So they have experience. Yes. Yeah. They so, so from that, what what kind of policies are you aware of that um, they have from these previous outbreaks? Yes. So when I when I went there during the during the Ebola times, I I, I visited. Um, I was really surprised at the level of precaution that they were taking once they 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 understood what to do. For example, if you're traveling across the country. Any village where they find a, 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 a case or a city, they will, they will close it. So by the time you arrive, you will see red tape, you will see yellow tapes, like the police, the, like the police uh, uh, quarantine tapes they use here. So you will see that, which means you can't stop there, you can't buy there, you can't sell there. You just mm -hmm. go straight. And as soon as you, le you leave it, the next town that you're coming to, you stop at the entrance and everybody goes and they, they, they sanitize their hands. Right. Okay. And then they continue through. And when you leave, but when you live in the town as well, at the end of the town, you have to, you know, some. It was crazy. So you say, mm. we just, we just sanitize this. So we don't care. It's about this village. You got to sanitize your hands. So, um, if they use those kind of precautions, there is, um, uh, there is hope that it will not, it will not be as as scary as we are thinking about it. Because I know also one of my. Uh, brothers in this city whose um, who's, uh, uh, sister-in-law just landed three days ago and she is at the airport in the in a hotel they are quarantined so mm -hmm. uh, but you know the, the problem with those countries is the corruption if you are if you are big enough and you know how to play your way out you can yeah. just go right and that yeah. is the scary thing and those things might happen yeah no that's uh Again, the, the people who would do that, they're doing themselves a disservice.
So if you don't quarantine yourself, you can infect your other family members. That's right. You know, right. and uh, like if you're a CEO of a business, you go to the meetings, you're going to get your whole board of directors infected and then you don't have any board of directors left, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so like, it's like one of those things, like even if you try to buy your way out, yeah. you know, you're going to come back to the same spot or even yeah. worse, you're kind of digging your own grave. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's why your family's okay, right? Yeah. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. How's yours? How's everything? How are the brothers, sisters? Yeah. People you know, friends? Yeah, they're everyone uh, so, that I have uh, spoken with. Alhamdulillah, everyone is healthy. That is the main thing. I can only imagine what people are going through in terms of uh, some of the financial struggles they're dealing with. Yeah. So everyone's kind of dealing with that on different levels. Um, and uh, I think, and then also we have brothers uh, and sisters working on the front lines. Like there's Muslim, uh, Muslim yeah. uh, doctors, and uh, I try to check in with them regularly. And I know they're busy. Sometimes I send them messages. You don't you, like they're working long shifts. A lot of them are self isolating. And I like to correct one thing. Actually, um, I got a message that it wasn't the chief of Alberta. She tested negative. It was the head of the S Saskatchewan Medical Association. So he's oh, the one who uh, who tested. Uh, positive COVID, yeah. So I just want to make a, a correction with that. Yeah. But that's again, that's a, uh, another um, you know big group that's at risk, and and we need to be very supportive of them and, and make du'a for them. Mm. Um, and, and it's tiring, right? Because you're going to go through the situation. You're stressed out. You're tired. And what does that do? That Im only impairs your immune system, mm -hmm. your ability to you know fight back from uh, you know these types of viruses. And we've seen like the doctor in China, he died, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, you know, doctors in Italy. So mm -hmm. some of these harder affected places have been infected and, you know, they've succumbed to the disease, right? To the infection. Yeah, yeah it's heartbreaking. Yeah. But uh, f for us, uh, because we, we spent already, I spent a lot of time, you know, with the family. It hasn't changed that too much, you know. Now they're just more, ex for the kids, you know, they look at the world so differently, you know. For mm -hmm. them, it's more, okay, dad's home, and now he can spend more time with us and do stuff with us. So earlier today, actually before the podcast, I did a workout with uh, my seven-year-old daughter. So she joined me for a workout. And <laughs> and so that was our act little activity together. But it seems like anything that I do, so if I'm going to read a book, it's not me reading book time. Okay, it's like family book reading time, you know? So oh, it's, okay. everything is more... <laughs> you know what I mean? Everything yeah, is more nice. uh, family based now, you know, yeah. so. It's nice for me. It's like that is that that is home. So you're cool. <laughs> uh, you, you cut out there for a second, Sheikh. What did you say? Sorry. I, I said for me, it is like that is home. He's going to restrict us more. So you oh. are cool. <laughs> yeah. that's, you know that's funny you know it's a funny thing because my two-year-old son uh you know my wife was telling him like uh or my daughter was saying oh i'm gonna tell um you know mom what you're doing and he's like no 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 uh abba tell dad <laughs> he's he's trying to tell her no no no, no don't tell mom on me tell, tell me dad on me because dad's gonna be dad's gonna yeah. be way more chilled out yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no. So, you know, what comes to my mind right now is um, is the story of Omar ibn Khattab. I'm just going to yeah. make it very short. When he left to go um, to go tour some of the, the, the land under him in, in Sham, 
and uh, Syria in the area. And when the plague happened, right, the MOS uh, plague, um, uh, amazing, amazing uh, lesson for us because he was at the doors, uh, at the entrance, when they came to him and said, you know, there is a plague in there. And Abu Ubaidah came to him and said, um, you know, he said he was going to return. Abu Ubaidah said, are you running away from the Qadr of Allah? He said, yeah, I'm running from the Qadr. He said, I wish it came from somebody else. Yeah, Abu Ubaidah. Because he held him in such a high place, right? So I wish it yeah. came from somebody else. Uh, I'm running from the Qadr of Allah to the Qadr of Allah. And he returned. And he asked Abu Ubaidah to come back when he reached. Abu Ubaidah knew he wanted to save him. He wanted to try to save him because he was one of the people he was looking at to replace him in case he left. But Abu yes. Ubaidah died in that in that plague. Mu'adh bin Jabal passed away in that plague. Uh, and and, and uh, to your, to your point, Shed, they yeah. stayed in that area, they even though there. they had they could have had a special ticket to leave. Exactly, but, they stayed but there. They did not want to bring that plague yeah. to their Muslim to brothers and sisters. That's right. Yes. So they stayed there and they passed away. So Hal bin Amr, who negotiated on behalf of the of the Quraysh people with the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when in, at Hudaybiyah, he took, he took Shahada during Fatha, the, the, the conquest of Mecca. He passed away there. You know, these are big, big, big Sahaba. They passed away in those plagues, uh, in that play, plague. And, and, and for the ones that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrees that um, this is their end, they are Shuhada, they are, they are, they are murderers, right? Yes. Uh, they are murderers. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, keep us for, for, for even better days. Uh, yeah, but um, you see, the life of Rasulullah sallallahu and the Sahaba, it, it contains so much for us. No matter what happens, there is something we can analyze it against. There is somewhere we can we can fall back on and say, this is the way they dealt with things. This is what happened in their lives. Uh, this is how we should look. We should look at it. Um, so this is not the a best person. generation, right, Sheikh? That's the right. Best generation. That's right. Mashallah. Mashallah. Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gather us with them in Jannah someday. Inshallah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. All right, Sheikh. Well, uh, I really appreciate uh, your time, uh, your contribution. This is just going to be a start. We're going to have you as a regular uh, on this podcast, inshallah. And uh, for those of you uh, who have not yet, for some reason or another, uh, subscribe to the channel. Do so. So, uh, you know, like this stream, subscribe to the channel. Uh, inshallah, you can spread it to other people uh, to subscribe, especially uh, the whole idea is for us to connect the Canadian-wide community, North American-wide community. We'll probably have some guests also from U.S. and Europe. And uh, uh, inshallah, we'll, we'll mix it up. Like uh, I'm planning on uh, talking about some immune-boosting um, things that you can do, some immune-boosting uh, ways that uh, we can try to stay healthy because the whole idea, again, is you can't 100% uh, maybe seal yourself off from this virus, but try to prepare yourself that, you know, number one, delay the infection. And if you are infected, what is the best way to overcome that? So we're going to talk about um, advice from a medical perspective. We're going to talk always, we're going to bring in the dean because this is the dean, right? And without the dean, uh, we are lost. So this is, uh, we have to always turn to that. And so we're going to talk about uh, the, uh, looking at whatever happens, worldly events, current events, through lenses of e Iman, inshallah. And uh, we're going to try to keep it, uh, inshallah, you know, lighthearted, bring in some humor, jokes, bring in, like I said, uh, the authentic 
OGs like Sheikh Yafa, you know. <laughs> Uh, you know, he, so don't forget <laughs> when you when you boost the immune system, you 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 boost yeah. the iman system. Yes, yeah. immune iman. Maybe you get amin there as well. Safety, you know. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Good combination, inshallah, Taala. Yeah, inshallah, inshallah. So uh, we're going to be I talking about hat, a lot of different way. things. You you like the hat? It's by any means necessary, Sheikh. You know what I mean? I, so I it's know. yeah. Oh. It, <laughs> Yeah. I didn't see that that part. special edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like so, it more now. Yeah, iman by any means necessary, right? Well, so, um, so alhamdulillah, um, it's kind of a convergence of, uh, like I said, these regular halaqat that we're doing in this podcast. So, uh, and we have a lot of different social media channels that uh, you can get access to our content on. And we would love to hear from all of you. You can leave it in the comment section. Uh, any questions, topics that you would like for uh, future sessions like this, inshallah. So uh, this is hopefully a first step uh, to something uh, that we can be continuous in for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we can remain sincere in this. And we can, as, as Muslims should do, benefit in any situation. Whether we are going through times of trials and tribulation, we want to be a benefit and call to the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or when we have no problems and we have surrounded by just the blessings um, and luxury that we can turn to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. In all, all in all circumstances, we know the direction that we should all be, be headed. And life um, can be confusing. There can be a lot of disarray in life. But that's why you've tuned into Life Hak. Right, Zamakhir. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakumullahu khairan. Do I feel that the New York police are providing enough protection or do I have to have protection of my own? I look for protection from Allah.